This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Bibrajit Halder. Bibrajit is the founder and CEO at Safe AI. Bibrajit, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Bibrajit, let's start with yourself. Can you give us a bit of a background of your journey in technology? Just two or three minutes from where you got started to what's led you to where you are today as the, the founder and CEO at Safe AI. Absolutely. My name is Bibrajit Haller. I have been doing what we call autonomy or self-driving for 20 plus years. And the way I say it, if it is not still cool, I probably will go find something else to do after doing for 20 years. So I started off back when, back in early 2000, really think about the autonomy started off with what we call in US DARPA grand challenge. You know, defense was doing it autonomy back in their backyard, if you will. They said, can we do it in a commercial world? That is what the DARPA grand challenge early 2000. I was part of that during my grad school. So I was doing my PhD, part of that super excited, great project. And actually my PhD was on autonomy, uh, how to make the vehicle autonomous. When I graduated, as you can imagine that heavy industry constrained environment use case was looking at it for almost five, six years that how can I make our industry autonomous? Uh, I think mining picked it up back in 2008, 2009, where they want to make this big, huge vehicle uh, think about a big truck, completely autonomous. So I was with Caterpillar for seven years, really working on that project. And my background is on the software and all that AI stuff. But really, the, my biggest learning is that how do you take such a complex technology and move it to actual production and run it? Then I moved to, I think about 2015, I actually moved to a self-driving world that was leading the autonomy for Ford in Bay Area, Silicon Valley. Uh, I was at Apple leading up their autonomy software side of it before starting in Safe about four years ago. Thank you, Bridget. Really appreciate that background. And one of the first questions that springs to my mind from hearing your background is, is just how long automation in, in, in transport has been a conversation. If you've been doing it since 2008 in Caterpillar, it'd be great to learn about the evolution of the technology, which I'm sure we can get to in a minute. But I want to start with talking all about Safe AI. So you launched your own business in, in 2017, Safe AI. What was the mission of the organization? Absolutely. So at Safe AI, what we do, we make the equipment, truck, dozer, loader that we used for the construction and the mining industry and make them fully autonomous. So we take the existing vehicle, we retrofit that, make it fully autonomous, no operator in the cab and give it back to the end user. Why we do that, I think, it makes the overall operation, whether it is a construction site or mining, much more safer. You take the human out of the unsafe area and put them into safe area. Productivity is about 20% improvement. That's fundamentally changed the way we will build and we'll, we, we do the mining. And the third thing is the reliability. So that's really, so our mission is to make this technology accessible to everybody in the mining and construction industry. 
Obviously, Beer Bridget, you're leaning heavily on your years working in autonomous technology. Can you give us some insight into the advancements of this technology at, from where you first started to where it is now? And, and then we can talk about what's next in the years ahead. Absolutely. I think you mentioned right early 2000. Autonomy is actually going on since 90s. I think a lot of people probably doesn't know that there was a Caterpillar had an autonomous truck at their backyard in 1995. Obviously, they were a bit ahead of their time, both from the technology and commercial point of view, but it's going on since 90s, if not before. I got in about 2000. So first 10 years, the way we have done 10 to LV, or way we have done autonomy, what we call a, a traditional approach. What I mean by traditional approach is that the new way of doing AI, the deep neural network, was not available around that time. So if you want to think about autonomy timeline and AI deep learning timeline, there was a critical paper came about in deep learning about 2006. And by the time it was 2014, the new way of doing deep learning was out. And that really fundamentally changed the autonomy, the way autonomy get done. So when I was doing 10 years ago, I think it was a lot of handcrafted. We only had LiDAR. We, only, we didn't have any camera to really process and use it. We only rely on GPS information. We could not do a, what we call map-based perception or map-based localization. We were relying on cloud solution a lot. All those because we didn't have all the processing you need that we need on board. Now we fast forward that to let's say 2017, 2018, three things happen. One is that the compute platform that is available, think about NVIDIA's of the world, the GPU and all that, that just fundamentally changed the amount of processing you can do on board. Second thing happen is that the AI become the way to do it. And we'll talk about more what AI played two role, because when you think about autonomy, you want to see what's going on around you. So that's perception. AI just play a critical role. And the second thing you want to you do is that when you see what around you, you make a decision how to go about it. Again, there's a different type of AI called reinforcement learning that plays a critical role. So that really matured autonomy significantly. And the third piece that happened is that all the ecosystem, the sensors and hardware, everything got so supremely better than what we had before. All just make this whole ecosystem in a fundamentally different uh, level, if you will. So, Bridget, you talked about the evolution of AI over, over those years and, and where it is now. Focusing on safe AI specifically, can you give us some insight into what it's like behind the scenes to be part of the, the AI team, how you guys are utilizing the modern versions of AI, whether it's machine learning, computer vision, automation, things like that. What's it like behind the scenes and what's a typical project that you're working on? Absolutely. And I think just to kind of you know, we coined this whole, the, what we discussed, that we call it autonomy 1.0 and 2.0. So really, if you kind of zoom out first, say that, okay, what we are doing is that we are bringing autonomy 2.0 to this heavy industry. And the benefit of that is that if you think about any technology, when it comes out at the beginning, it's always going to be more expensive and less, you pick anything that you use, let's say your mobile phone. You know, if you think about 90s mobile phone versus 2010's mobile phone. The features are just significantly different. Same way, so autonomy 2.0 reduced the barrier to entry. Basically, the cost of autonomy significantly reduced. That means everybody can access it, and the quality goes significantly high. That means it can be applicable to all kinds of use cases. And that's really you know core to our mission as well. Take that, what is that 2.0 doing it inside? What is the kitchen side look like? 
you're really looking at again three main pieces if i talk about ai ai has three main pieces one is that you collect the data train your model so that you can do the perception better so we used camera lidar radar all three fuse that information to get a better view of what's going on around the vehicle second part of the ai that we have been utilizing what we call reinforcement learning the way you want to simply think about reinforcement learning is that how the way a kid learns to walk so a kid goes around fall again stand up and that's the way you walk right that's really the reinforcement learning so if you translate that into autonomy world that means a ai algorithm running around when you are driving this vehicle autonomously doing certain work it is actually learning real time what you are doing well and what you are not that means it is continuously learning and improving itself. I think that second part is the uh, critical part. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Bridget, I want to spend a bit of time now talking about the, the growth of Safe AI over the last, you know, four and a half years. Can can you walk us through what the journey has been like from when you first decided to set up the company yourself and some of the early steps in growing the business to to take us to where you're at today, give us a sense of the size of the company and and, and just how successful things have been over the past few years? Absolutely. So we started back in 2017. One of the things we were pretty focused from day one is to actually go after the end user, which is the mining company, the construction company, the GC, general constructor, really understand what is their, what will help them the most. And we are very fortunate. And since then, we have a two, two, three couple of major customers. And I think we can talk about one of them in public. We made an announcement. So one of the GC we have been working is called Obayashi, one of the largest general constructor in Japan. And we have been working with them for the last three years and we have multiple customer, but using them as an example, what we have done, they used something called a haul truck about let's say 25, 30 ton haul truck to move material from place A to B. The kind of project they do think about building dam or building a bridge. So there is a lot of material movement happen with the haul truck. So one of the project we have done with them is to take this truck, retrofit that truck completely and make it autonomous and make it ready for their application. And we actually successfully completed that literally early in the last year we have done that. And now we are pushing that into production phase, which is a great success in that in the in that world, if you will. And not just in the construction world, we have also done several other different equipment autonomous, both in US and abroad. And some of them announcement will come. But so far we got amazing customer. We have been actually delivering that in a real site where the customer can actually use it which is amazing to to introduce what is a short space of time in in three years to take it from taking a concept to customers to have it now being implemented and being used on mining and construction sites is phenomenal when you look at the the potential future use cases for safe ai and its technology what are you most excited about for the next few years ahead so i think one of the thing we are most interesting as we are in in a deploying this solution in the customer side is that the amount of use case and amount of benefits that we can give it to the customer just to give you one example uh, in a construction project that we we have been you know working on if you will so 
by use of autonomy, you can save 20% of productivity and actually at the same time save 20% of your time. So improve 20% productivity and save time. I think a number of use cases you can apply and the amount of effect you can have overall is, is just significant. I think that's really the, and we are sitting on the tip of the iceberg. So that's the most exciting part when you are deploying one track or one machine at a time, the amount of opportunity that we have in front of us to make a significant impact in that industry, it just literally mind boggling. Like we, we're sitting on a tip of the iceberg currently. With the continued growth that you've had and you looking ahead now into 2022 and beyond, what opportunities are there going to be for people who are interested in this type of technology, who work within AI to come and join the business? What hiring are you going to need to make? And when you're speaking to candidates about the environment that's safe AI, what do you tell them to get them interested in the mission? That's a great question. Thank you for that. If you look at engineers, if you will, really the background with the robotics, great software engineer and an AI background. I think if you have one of them, we can actually train and teach them the other two, depending on very good. But when we talk to the our prospective people who are joining the team, really a great interest into the overall robotics and autonomous industry, right? Second thing that I think we got, we are in production. So that means that whatever work they will do here will directly impact the end user and they can see their work in the real real production work, which is, I think, the greatest traction I see a lot of people is that you now engineer gets excited when they see their work actually doing it in a real world. And I think from the technology point of view, as I mentioned, three main things, robotics background, AI background, and software engineering. Richard, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. What you're doing with Safe AI is really remarkable and it's incredible to see just how far it's come over the such a short space of time and it sounds like you're only just getting started. So we wish you, the team and, and everyone at Safe AI the best of luck in the years ahead and, and look forward to, to catching up with you in, in a few more years when Safe AI, uh, its technology is in every company across the construction industry. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.